Take it away. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 939. It's not a milestone. October 7th, 2022. 85 degrees on this day on three occasions 1997, 2003, and 2011. And it was as chilly as 25 degrees in 1976. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Brooke Kenny Olson from the Krabby Quick. Coffee Quick. Shop, Look something John Mike in the news Iowa, <laughs> and of course, the <laughs> news Rolling right over the intro Here's there, huh? flashlight king, fireworks commission. <laughs> Who's on the show and today? The keeper of common sense. It's Are your headphones on, Sue? Joe Sushi. Yeah, Iowa newscaster right. uh, comes out as transgender. I think you should find it almost instantly, and I'll tell you why I want to. I want to know that. Uh, you got it. Iowa reporter comes out as yes. Okay, and what's her? Is it her now? Uh, let me click on a story. Mm-hmm. Nora J. S. Reichart, twenty-four. Okay, read me the lead. This is from People Magazine. Iowa news reporter comes out as transgender woman on live TV. There's beauty in this process. Nora Reichardt, who has worked at Local 5, News 5 in Des Moines since 2021 of July, shared on her on-air story earlier this week. Okay. That's all I need to know. Okay. Why, 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 is, why does she feel that that's necessary? To gradually come into a role where I'm feeling more and more at home in my well, body gives a than bleep, I really did before is lady. amazing. Mm. No, seriously. Mm. No, seriously. And I'll, I'll tell you why I have something to back that up. Why, why, do, why do her viewers have to know that? I, I, I think it's 100% essential. Why? Uh, I'm completely on the other side of this. Well, you're watching Mark Rosen one day, and the next day he's... Marcy. Marcy Rosen. You're going to want an explanation. If you're going to fault anybody here, fault the media for picking this up and running with it like it's a big deal. I think the reason why it gets the attention it does, Joe, oh, is just... because the platform that people like Nora stand on is giving confidence to some of the younger kids out there. Well, that aren't it's okay. I surrounded by a no. bunch of sensitive no. fruitcakes? I will tell you this. <laughs> I will tell you this. And as soon as I mouth the first sentence, get over it just because I wasn't watching it. When the girls in my home were watching the Kardashians, oh, dear my wife said, there's something wrong with Bruce Jenner. He looks like he's transitioning. This was early in before when he started to um, I got you, gradually Jake. make I the uh, the choice. And this is I didn't say I watched it because I, I didn't I didn't watch the Kardashian. I have I have limitations. Sometimes I oppose your views, Joe, because I'm worried that I'm turning into you. Oh. Uh, so that might be that might well, be the reason I brought up the person in Iowa was, was because originally from Hanover, Minnesota. Really. Oh. And it's a guy turning into a girl? Correct. Yeah. I contend, uh, despite opposition within my ranks, I contend, I, I, who gives a bleep what you did? That's not well, newsworthy. I, I absolutely agree, uh, but I think in this case it is. All right. Well, here, how about this one? Some Chicago marathon runners are feeling a little blue heading into this weekend's race. One of the biggest events of the year for the sport following Boston and London with the creation of a non-binary division for runners who don't identify as male or female. 
The lack of hype around the new inclusive division left some of those who identify as non-binary with a bad taste. According to the Chicago Sun-Times, there was no major announcement to coincide with the division. Who cares? What Why is that important? That, in, in this case, the reason that's important is because of the controversy we've been seeing about men that have transitioned to women and then competed in women's sports. So now they have their own division. Yes, and they wanted to be celebrated for it. Well, I'd, whatever. That's like celebrating people with red hair. Who gives a rat's ass? I don't care about that. Well, Why that's don't... my point. Okay, okay. Then I'm on your side. Oh, okay. quick change. Don't hit me. Don't hit me. I can't take it anymore. I just can't take it. See, I, this is what I wanted when we steroids were a big thing. I wanted stock and modified. So, we, you know, just let them take their steroids, but put them all in one division. Mm-hmm. Can I get something else off my chest? Why Maybe not? So. May as well. It's probably terribly impolitic, but I'll say it, because what do I care? You're on a roll so far. Well, this nutcase that's uh, representing himself in Waukesha, Daryl Brooks, who mowed down people during the Christmas festivities in Waukesha. Yeah. He's representing himself in court. And he's uh, he's pulling stunts all the time. Yeah. He takes his shirt off. Uh, he sticks the microphone down his trousers. Oh, well. He he is often has to be told to go into another room and then do it. Would this be tolerated if he was a white guy? Of course not. Is he setting up an insanity? The insanity, yep. Well, he went into it insane. I, well, why does he have to keep reinforcing it? A uh, fellow who represents himself has a fool for a client. Do the insane know they're insane? See, that's the that's the savior of life right there. You just nailed it. If you think you're nuts, you're not. Wait, what? If you think you're crazy, you're not. Hmm. If you understand that. Think about that, it for a minute. Reavers, if you understand that, you're not crazy. Okay. So how you doing over there, buddy? Yeah, I, I guess I, I don't follow <laughs> your logic on that. Oh, it if, makes perfect sense. It does. If you think you're crazy, then but, you're not. That means you have enough grasp. <laughs> So there's no. still enough brain cells left for you to question. I see. I okay. follow that, oddly okay. enough. I know you do. Yeah. It's so intricate that it's simple. So if I don't think I'm crazy, I am. In your case, <laughs> that would be. <laughs> we judge those cases right. individually. It's an individual situation. <laughs> okay, got it. Noted. <laughs> yeah, well, Daryl Brooks, uh, I feel the same way about you as I do these other knuckleheads. Hell with you. <laughs> All right. Uh, My grandpa would say, what a bunch of jerks. <laughs> what a nitwit. <laughs> uh, Bert writes on the 10-6 pod yesterday, Kenny took to quietly disparaging GLE mailers and asked if they didn't have anything better to do. <laughs> well, we do, but we enjoy the show and wish to contribute, so we take the time. Thank you. Some of us even consider it a small badge of honor to be read on the air. Kenny seems to have plenty of time to drive grain cart and pick (laughs) nose. (laughs) And pick nose. So he's not one to talk. I would like to invite Kenny to go can apricot himself. (laughs) Lovingly Bert. 
pickle can oh my apricot. God. Bert <laughs> just came up with a new GL Don't term. can apricot yourself. <laughs> I, I would like to hang that letter on my wall. I like that one. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a beauty. Yeah. Uh, all right. Electric vehicles are exploding in southwest Florida, not in popularity, literally exploding. A top floor, I have some very interesting information on EVs. A top Florida state official, let me, let me, let me stop. I've been made privy to some uh, film of the destruction. Okay. Uh, some college kids, for example, who went home. Yes. Uh, to Englewood. They stopped first at Home Depot and bought generator mm-hmm. and supplies and it is a, it's an amazing devastation. Just an amazing devastation. I can't believe what I'm seeing. It's amazing. And I told you before my kid's mother-in-law, my oldest kid I used to have his mother-in-law thankfully evacuated Sanibel. Okay. Now can't get back on obviously. Right. And even if she did what would you she know, go back to? Given given her yeah. age, I mean, what she's not going to bring a sledgehammer over there and start working. But I was made privy to the notes she's been receiving from her peers on the island who oh. did get back. They're landing the ships on shore the way they were landing them on the beach in Normandy. And you you know they're they're bringing barges over, and if you have a pass, you can get off and go find your property. And apparently it is horrific beyond our imagination when you factor in, you know, the rotting food, right. the alligators, the snakes. The danger everywhere. The slippery slime that's everywhere, the mud, and uh, it's, 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 it's years away, a year away from, from any degree of normalcy, of normalcy yeah. whatsoever. It's, and I, I feel bad not only for her obviously but i just i've been going there for years and years and years and i guess my days are done i've had my last grouper sandwich at my at grandma dots hmm. and that was the best grouper sandwich in florida why don't we kill the group come back they're gonna come back now back to the news a top florida state official warned thursday that firefighters have battled a number of fires caused by electric vehicle batteries waterlogged from the hurricane EV batteries that have been waterlogged in the wake of the hurricane are at risk of corrosion, which can lead to unexpected fires, according to Jimmy Patronus, the state's top financial officer and fire marshal. There's a ton of EVs disabled from Ian, and those ba- as those batteries corrode, fires start, Patronus said. Wow. That's a new challenge that our firefighters haven't faced before, at least on this kind of scale. It takes special training and understanding of EVs to ensure... These fires are put out quickly and safely, he continued, thanks to North Collier Fire Rescue for their hard work. Petronas published a video of firefighters in Naples, Florida, battling a fire started from a Tesla EV's battery. A bystander is overheard in the video saying that the crew had used hundreds of gallons of water attempting to put the fire out. Uh, Last week, of course, Naples and Fort Myers got hammered. Uh, it's unclear how many EVs were impacted or destroyed by the storm. Meanwhile, consumers are increasingly turning to EVs as the Biden administration continues to push a greener transition involving zero emission cars. He's doing exactly the wrong thing, Biden. 
This is again, yeah. we're being told right. as citizens what we will. So how he's will right. On, he's right on brand. Then, what in, in what sense? He's telling us to do the wrong thing. Uh, absolutely, He's forcing us to do the wrong thing. Uh, EVs accounted for five point six percent of new car purchases in the U.S., up slightly from the first three months of twenty twenty two, according to Kelly Blue Book. And Biden wants fifty percent of EVs on the road by twenty thirty. Uh, this goes on to say, uh, and here we have. The EV is really kind of a con job, Myron E. Bell, the director of the Competitive Enterprise Institute Center for Energy Environment, told Fox Business in July. It may be a good deal for some people in some places under some circumstances, but by and large right now, it's not a good deal. And that's the end of that story. And I have a note here for my friend Big O. And Big O is a sharp guy and a good thinker. Okay, He's a uh, an engineer by trade, an electrician, he knows math and all that kind of stuff. We can do things. And he just writes some food for thought. Just wondering about a hurricane season with an electric vehicle. Imagine Florida with a hurricane coming toward Miami. The governor orders an evacuation. All cars head north. They all need to be charged in Jacksonville. Mm. How does this work? Has anyone thought about this? If all cars were electric and were caught up in a three-hour traffic jam with dead batteries, then what? Not to mention, there's virtually no heating or air conditioning in an electric vehicle because of high battery consumption. If you get stuck on the road all night, no battery, no heating, no windshield wipers, no radio, no GPS, all of those drain the battery. All you can do is try calling 911 to take women and children to safety. But they cannot come to help you because all roads are blocked, and they will probably require all police cars will be electric also. When the roads become unblocked, no one can move. The batteries are dead. How do you charge the thousands of cars in the traffic jam? Same problem during summer vacation departures with miles of traffic jams. Yes, AAA is starting to prepare tow trucks to charge electric vehicles, but how many can they charge before returning to home base to recharge the trucks? There would be virtually no air conditioning in an electric vehicle. It would drain the batteries too quickly. Where is the electricity going to come from? Today's grid barely handles our users' needs. Mm -hmm. Can't use nuclear. Natural gas is quickly running out. Oil is out of the question. Then where? What will be done with billions of dead batteries? You can't bury them in the soil. They can't go to landfills. The cart is so way ahead of the horse. No thought whatsoever to handle any of these problems that batteries can cause. The press doesn't want to talk or report any of this. That's for my friend O. And is that true about the, the heater and the air conditioning? I did not know that. Well, it would drain your battery faster. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Another great note a guy sent me. I didn't even keep the email. I apologize. If you have a, an internal combustion automobile, yep. you're using its energy only when you're driving it. Correct. Right? Right. Yeah, you only, come home you're, you're, from work and you put the car in the garage. It's not creating exhaust. You're not, you're not using it. Right. To the point where in some cases, I know with my Traverse, when I'm at a stoplight, it'll shut off. Yeah, you can override that. 
there's a button in your cart over. Right, but what I'm saying is it even conserves energy that way. Well, here, here, there's a better point like we're that. arriving at. So you come home from work, and you got a half a tank of gas. Yep. You turn your car off. It's yep. my wife. It's lower than a quarter. When you come out in the morning, you got a half a tank of right. gas. It is where it's... When you're driving an EV, you're, you're using its energy 24 hours a day. You drive it. It depletes. You come home. You have to charge it. You have to top it off with electricity. Are you saying it's using it even while it's idle, while it's off? And when, you're, it... ch- when it's charged, the battery, however slowly or rapidly, will dissipate, even mm-hmm. when it's not in use. Copy. So with an EV, you're using it 24 hours a day. Yeah. yeah. Well, think about that. Imagine. Imagine that. Oh, we should hear that. No. No. Yeah, you're either either using DC or AC, but right. you're using electricity. Well, my car, I have not used the energy in the automobile the entire time the car is not being used. Right. She's off, she's done. She's not spewing. Scott from Inver Grove, never afraid and always pushing back. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. I've been reading stories from Florida about the latest wrinkle in the left's push to electric cars. It seems waterlogged electric vehicle batteries left behind after Ian are corroding and exploding. Apparently, they don't go out very easily, even after being drowned with hundreds of gallons of water and require specially trained firefighters to conduct the extinguishing of these fires. Environmentally, environmentally friendly, B as in B, S as in S. These shysters are jamming this crap down our throats and the sheeple around us are either jumping on the bandwagon or simply letting it happen without a fight. From the toxicity of mining metals that make up the battery's composition to their impracticality when on the road, this is an absolute boondoggle being done in the name of climate change by lefties who I can guarantee you will continue to have an evil fossil-fueled vehicle backup. And while we are being told who, what, where, and when, we can drive less than these albatrosses. It's critical that we GLers start educating our families, friends, and coworkers about the coming disaster known as electric vehicles. The other day, an old lady across the way came limping around the corner in her battery-powered Nissan Leaf. She was barely going one mile an hour when she passed me, getting struck, stuck trying to pull into her driveway. A tow truck, which probably charged her a honeybee, had to be called to get her into her garage so she could plug her car in for a few hours. <laughs> Rewind the tape, inserting a gas-powered car, and she comes around the corner, coasting at normal speed, stopping stopping halfway up her driveway. A neighbor comes out with a gas can, gives her a gallon of gas, and her problem is solved. Which scenario would a rationally thinking adult choose? Right. I'll take the gas. Any day. Why has the people that are cramming these EVs down our throat, why have they skipped over the hybrids? I, I mean, I, I, if anything, a hybrid makes a lot more sense, it does. doesn't it? Because mm-hmm. they self-charge, do they not, as you're driving? Mm-hmm. That would make more sense to me. Then you save on gas, right? Uh, yeah, and I also got some interesting emails from people who are not euphorians but own an EV as a toy. They love the technology. Well, didn't we get an email from a guy that said, I didn't buy it because I... You know. They're not trying to save the earth. Right. He just did it because it was practical for him. Well, and they're fast. Right. And they're uh, they're fun. And they're technologically advanced. 
but your kid that you live in Miami, the governor says you're out of here now. You are a, you're in a bleep load of trouble. That's right. Winter is uh, winter's upon us, isn't it? Given this it's weather, the season, man. <laughs> EcoFun Motorsports. You always have to say it's the season. It is. It really you? is. Yeah. It's the time for the season. Mm-hmm. EcoFun Motorsports, Forest Lake and Burnsville. They're taking reservation for winter storage for scooters, motorcycles, and electric bikes. I love this service they provide. It starts at 260 bucks. It includes full spring tune-up, battery tendering, winterization, and storage in our heated warehouse. Call 612-321-8867 to reserve your spot at the Forest Lake location. The Forest Lake location is really cool. It's a new store. It opened in June. It's immediately west of Interstate 35 on 97. They pick up and drop off at your home for a fee. I don't care what that fee is. It's small. It happens to be small. I'm paying it. This is a hell of a deal. They'll start taking your stuff November 1st. And just for GLers right now, take an extra 100 bucks off the gas, off the price tag of any new scooter or electric bike, plus get free winter storage for any person, for any purchases starting October 1st. You must mention GL. This is a GL exclusive. Also, the uh, golf carts are on sale. These uh, fuel-injected golf carts, which are absolutely fantastic. What a fun toy. It really, really is. This is EcoFun Motorsports. It's on uh, Highway 97 in Forest Lake, immediately west of 35, in the store that also opened this summer in Burnsville on the service road near County Road 42 off 35W. Uh, electric bikes, scooters, youth recreational equipment, golf carts, great service, apparel, and helmets, and great people ecofunmotorsports.com GLers Reavers here once again for Hofferman Water, an independent water treatment dealer. I have been a customer for years now, and I know you'll be happy if you decide to make the switch. Hofferman Water offers sales, service, and rentals, by the way, for Connecticut water treatment systems. That includes water softeners, iron, rust, and odor filtration systems, and of course, drinking water systems. I bought a new uh, thermos that I bring with me to work every day because I'm not drinking that swill at the drinking fountain anymore. I'm drinking my own water courtesy of Hofferman Water and Connecticut. And a new system from Connecticut could do so many things that other water softeners just simply cannot do. It's going to cut down on your salt usage, yes, but it's also going to protect your appliances inside your home. And that's because bad water affects almost every aspect of your home. Once you get that new system from Connecticut, boy, your showers are going to be so much better. So is your laundry and drinking water. So please get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water today. Like I mentioned, I've been a customer for years now and I'm satisfied and you will be 952-894-4040 or just go online and visit their website hoffermanwater.com hofferman water has been proudly serving the state of minnesota for over 50 years please tell them that you heard about them right here on the garage logic podcast <laughs> joe Suchere, the keeper of common sense so we're just talking about a Motor Trend TV show off the air, Roadworthy Rescues. I bet you that, that guy uses a hell of a lot of seafoam, huh, Such? I bet he does. I've got another one, and it actually coincidentally involves carbureted cars. Uh, this uh, letter starts, when I was a shop foreman at the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center, a salesman came in, tried to sell some seafoam. I thought to myself, oh, great, another snake oil salesman. 
said, give me your worst running car. We had this old crappy box top Caprice that got used for surveillance training. It did a lot more idling than driving. Since it was carbureted, it was always getting loaded up and following the plug. So I showed him the car. We poured a half a bottle down the carb until it choked out, poured the rest in the tank. We let it sit 20 minutes, cranked it up. The car disappeared in a cloud of smoke. And when we revved it up, big chunks of carbon and yuck came out of the tailpipe. Uh, all of our older cars had the cats gutted, so we knew it wasn't plugged. I had one of my mechanics run it down the uh, street, blow it out. When it got back to the shop, it idled nice and smooth and ran great. Our, matri- uh, excuse me, our Marine Patrol Training Division ran it in all of their boats. We used it in most of our carbureted cars. I'm a believer in sea foam. It goes in my mower, weed eater, and generator. Huh. As I have to, it, it should. They're a local company with availability the world over and a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. It's the miracle worker, Seafoam. The uh, new head of public safety, Minneapolis, Cedric Alexander. Yes. He got into a Twitter kerfuffle. He sure did, Joe. With people. Uh, some Twitter user said that there are nine empty squad cars on Nicollet, and he said it's an effort to increase police visibility. If you didn't see him, you'd probably run out your you run your mouth from both sides, wouldn't you? This guy doesn't take any grief, does he? No. The Twitter user asked Alexander is uh, if he's taking a lot of cris- criticism about Operation in Denver. Actually, you're wrong again. I'm not taking any criticism on Operation Endeavor. Quite the opposite. Ask the residents in North Minneapolis, in which I bet you don't live. Alexander said. Another Twitter user said, Alexander is just one more cop that the mayor can't control. Slavery is over, Alexander responded. No one controls anyone anymore. Sorry. I don't know what, uh, what, what inspired this uh, dust-up on Twitter, but so far I'm on Alexander's side. Right. Yeah, I don't know if I am. He was acting like a child on Twitter. Well, Twitter uh, is childish. Well, you're right about that. It is vile. Uh, and then when he was losing the debate, he just blocked the people he was uh, debating with. He, oh, he didn't, well, see, I don't know anything about that. He he didn't do what I do, is I block him before the debate even starts. Well, you're smart. <laughs> we're you just also, block him in general. Uh, we're yes. also having uh, some complaints now about uh, where migrants should end up. <laughs> yeah. Illegal migrants. Spread the wealth. Wonderful. So wonderful. Unaccompanied migrant children arrived on flights at a rural New York community, and local official local officials said they were given no advance notice by the Biden administration. Montgomery Police Chief Paul Artida and Mayor Stephen Brescia uh, explained what happened when the flights arrived at Orange County Airport from Texas carrying minors between 13 and 18 years old. I've never seen anything like this before said Brescia, whose town is located in the Hudson Valley, about 75 miles north of New York City. Artida said officials don't know where the parents are, but the children continued on to other areas in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Brescia said he wished he had received some alert before the flights arrived. So let me get this straight. We're going to condemn DeSantis. Right. Uh, for sh- uh, flying minors, but the Biden administration is doing it, and, and that's okay. Right, it's different, Joe, because it, it's when you're an evil Republican. Sorry, an evil extremist Republican, 
there's one set of rules for you, but if you're a, if you're a member of the Biden administration, there's a completely different set of rules. It's a little double standard there, huh? Right. Rashia said the leaders in his community are worried about the safety of the children and did not have answers to provide to residents. He said the town would have had to handle the response if, God forbid, the bus that picked up the migrants at the airport was involved in an accident. Artita said that dozens of phone calls to local officials uh, said after dozens of phone calls to local officials, they were able to verify that the flight was sanctioned by the Office of Refuge Resettlement within the Federal Department of Health and Human Services. Because the government's too big. It's just too big, isn't it? Nothing works anymore. We've got an Office of Refugee Resettlement inside the Department of Health and Human Services. Meantime, New York City Governor Kathy Hochul is tapping the National Guard to help with New York City Mayor Eric Adams' migrant tent city. The development comes after Adams announced Monday night that the city was relocating its first humanitarian emergency response and relief center for asylum seekers from Orchard Beach, condemned for being flood-prone and far from public transportation, to Randall's Island. In the past several months, New York City has seen an influx of more than 16,000 asylum seekers, Adams said Monday, but according to figures from Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott's office, the southern border state has bust just over 2,900 migrants to New York City since August 25th. Hmm. Uh, we don't have much of a country, do we, when you nope. you have a, a, an open border and then these poor people have to be bussed around and right. flown around. And uh, we don't have much of a country. Nope, we sure don't, Joe. We're led by not much of a guy. Who, who, who was telling me? Was it Jordy or Kelsey or somebody? I think it was Jordy who said, uh, we were on the brink of nuclear Armageddon during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Right. But the president, Kennedy, was a war veteran, uh, bright, smart, and articulate. What about the current guy? Say he's probably the opposite of all of that. He, he's a puppet. What about the current guy? Zero out of three ain't bad. What what the hell is this? Does does Putin want to take the world with him as he dies? I'm worried that the answer to that is yes. Because he's a not to be trusted. No way. Miserable gangster, isn't he? I mean, he's. Remember when you brought this up? Months ago, when the Russians decided to invade Ukraine, and I said, you know what, as much as the dysfunction occurs in the White House, I still hold out hope that we've got the right people in place that you are going to be able to. I, I don't think we do. You don't have the right people. Can we place. go back to the immigra- illegal immigration yes. here? Yes. I'm on the U.S. Customs and Border Protection website, and uh, looking for stats, I wanted to know how many people crossed over on a monthly basis. Uh, they have numbers for July. In total, there were 199,976 encounters along the southwest land border in July, mm-hmm. an actual 4% decrease compared to June. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Nothing is as it seems. 
I think it was not everything is as seem. Are we supposed to, we being America, are we supposed to take the entire population of the Southern Hemisphere? What, what, Depends what, on who you ask. What's the line here? What, right. What, what are we doing? When they get here, right, what, what is, what's, what's next? You're looking for the next step, I think, is what you're doing. Well, and I don't think this administration has a clue what the next step is. Of course they don't. And the problem is they don't have an answer for that, number one. But number two, this is not sustainable. No, it is not. So what are your thoughts on what's going on or what happened this morning with uh, the New York City mayor? I already forgot his name. I watched a press conference. Eric he, Adams. Thank you. He uh, declared a state of emergency. Um, he's the mayor. Mm -hmm. um, due to the amount of illegal immigrants being trucked into his city, he said mm -hmm. they can't they can't hold them, and he wants every major city and every state in the nation to carry the burden equally. You got any thoughts on that? Well, I I, I can understand why he says that, and now it, is it just a matter of time before the little guy Fry and Carter jump on board and say, send them here? Don't we already have a lot, a lot of people? I would like to uh, <clears throat> tell the illegals that this is a lousy place to be six months a year. I, I was just thinking that. What were the old billboards along Highway 62, Burma Shave, yeah. where you'd see them after, one after another? Yeah. We should set those up uh, on their side of the border with images of Minnesota in the winter. People dressed in snowmobiles. We'll, we'll start with, uh, <laughs> let's start with images of that Halloween blizzard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. October yes. 31st. <laughs> Welcome to Eastern <laughs> Siberia. And then show all the blizzards through the end of April. Minnesota. <laughs> oh, I, I don't mean to veer sharply back to electric cars, but I found a couple of emails I was looking for. Deborah wrote... Uh, Yes, the capital outlay in an EV is large, and it will never pay for itself in fuel savings. We charge at home overnight. What did I say? You're using it 24 hours right. a day. We charge at home overnight, and my husband, the math guy, says it's comparable to paying a buck fifty a gallon to charge. We got it because it's a really fun car to drive. Uh, kind of like your electric golf cart and electric bike. Yeah, we have those too. And we love the new technology. We know we're not saving the environment. Okay, there's reasons people get these. They they, they love the, the toy aspect mm -hmm. of it. R Richard Hammond from uh, Top Gear and uh, Grand Tour raced one of these in a hill climb. Mm -hmm. That's where you, you're one car on a road up a hill. And uh, he loved that thing. He had it spooled up, and he was setting a record pace. And then right at the finish line, he uh, spun off the road, had a very, very, very serious crash, and was very lucky to be pulled out of that thing really? while it was burning up. Really? He was seconds away from death because it exploded when he crashed. You know, I got to thinking. I got to thinking, which is always problematic. The, uh, the entire, the sea change being required of us, it's just that, it's a sea change. It's such a massive change from even our, just our DNA, when you think about it. Uh, America, immediately following the horse, has grown up with internal combustion vehicles. And they've become, 
this is a new thought to me, so I'm, I'm struggling a bit where I'm going with it. Be, but they're familiar to virtually every other American, the internal combustion mm -hmm. engine. So you're driving down a road in Montana, and, and something's wrong with your carburetor, and you pull into a farm house. And chances are you'll either get it fixed or the guy will call town, uh, call into town, and Pete from the gas station will run out and get you back on the road. It's call town, similar to drive truck? Yeah. Okay. So now the same thing, you're in an EV. And both you and the farmer are going to be scratching your heads. You don't know how to fix it. I don't know how to fix it. And the Who do guy we call? The, right. <laughs> and the guy at the gas station doesn't know how to fix it. Because what if it was something that was beyond needing a charge? There's nothing. What am I trying to say? They're completely foreign to us. They're completely yeah. foreign to our way of life. And they don't save the planet. You're childish to, to believe such a thing. That's just foolish. Uh what what is happening to us? The people in demanding this. What what's behind this? Joe, it's clear as day. Well, let's. You got to start with money, so because that has to be part of it. So the money goes to what? Uh, battery makers. Special interests. But the batteries require the destruction of the earth far more than drilling for oil. But too many people don't see that. Yeah, they disregard that. Selective listening. Uh, I I could not, it, it, despite Volkswagen selling the ID4, and I represent Volkswagen, the ID4 is a wonderful toy. If you like technology mm -hmm. and your driving is limited, uh, what a wonderful toy. But I can't make myself a candidate. I don't. I, I I have to smell gas. I have I to have, smell it. I've got a spin on this, to where this is already happening with internal combustion engines, just due to all the technology that we now have in everything. And since you brought up a farmer, there's a guy I know right now listening to this podcast. I don't know who he is, where he is. He's sitting in his uh, John Deere. 7215R, and he's getting a warning that says turbo actuator dysfunctioning, and he has no idea how to fix that. Mm -hmm. He's got to call John Deere. Technician has to come out with a laptop, hook into his system, tell him what's wrong. Right. And then there's a 50-50 shot that it's actually the turbo actuator dysfunctioning and not a bad, like, say, wire harness or something. Right. So technology is already passing the do-it-yourself or buy. Because the people who make internal combustion engines are ahead of the curve in keeping them clean. That's nice. They're ahead of the curve. They didn't need Biden to... This is why I, I, I hearken back to something I've said before. I couldn't be more disappointed in the automobile manufacturers. Yeah. They just took this bone and bit on it for self-survival, I imagine. Yeah. You know, for government, a pat on the head, I imagine. They're not profitable, are they? Last I checked, they weren't profitable. Well, how in the hell is te uh, Musk worth so much money? 
he's doing other stuff too. But it'd but. be fun to see uh, GM's bottom line um, and see their combustion engine cars versus the EV cars and everything else they're selling. Toyota very, very heavily into EVs. And more and more of their line are turning electric. No hood to open. What's there? Just trunk space? Yep. No hood to open. What are you supposed to look at? Yeah. When it's in the garage and you have it up so nobody puts anything in it? Yeah. Are you putting it up? I, I, I'm, no, because, well, I'm never going to own one. And I'm old enough that I'll get away with that. I won't have to own one you in got my a big, lifetime. You need to hold your you need to hold your ground when you meet up with the governor because he is just chomping at the bit to uh, to chit chat with you about his <laughs> I, Tesla. I can't help it if he's wrong. I've decided <laughs> that my 2016 GMC is the last truck I'm buying. I'm going to milk this thing until the day I die. Well, you're young enough, though. That doesn't have to be your last gas-powered vehicle. The reason is the technology. I yeah. am driving a base model, and, and it's got a little bit of electronics in it. And you know, I can listen to songs on my phone and podcasts, but it's nothing like a 2022. I think I have your answer. You ready? Mm -hmm. About what is going on? Mm -hmm. I have a little sound for Do you. Do it. Let me start off with two words: made in America. No. Nope. Three. No. Nope. That'd be, that'd be three words. <laughs> was that last night? I think so. <laughs> what was the one where he just... <laughs> <laughs> or was it this morning? I mean, he's on right now. Oh, then maybe it was from this morning, Kenny, because yeah. ju I just found this when yeah. Joe was having his... Right over his right shoulder is a big sign that says... Made in America. Three Hold words. <laughs> Let me start off with two words. Made in America. <laughs> Wasn't that an Ali Sheedy movie, Rookie? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Yeah. Okay, uh, I think I got the clip What's for the one where he's doing the press conference where he just starts going, Which one? Have you seen that one? I, I just saw it yesterday. I can't remember where I saw it. Oh I'm going to track it down. Two words, Joe. I got it here I've again. never felt like this in my life. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. The... Uh, In, We're in, so pleased. Down in Fort Myers, didn't he say nobody used the F word? Didn't he say nobody bleeps with a Biden? Yes. Yes. OPEC just did. Yeah, they Boy, did. Boy, did they. Oh. Oof. Uh, how has it come to pass where we have a president who is not defending our interests and needs? Our the, interests and our needs are fuel that we can afford. How has it come to pass that he's begging a dictator in Venezuela to produce more oil. It's bad oil, too. It's heavy crude. It's hard to refine. What, what has happened that the United States of America is looking around the world to corrupt regimes and dictators to produce more oil? And now, we're producing oil, but we've made it terribly risky financially to right. do it, and we've we've cast suspicions on its on its on its uh uh usefulness all of which is a lie how could we we have reached the point october 7th 2022 where the president of the united states does not care about the american people it's really 
I think let it sink in a minute. Well, he chastises all of us, and that's not him. He's getting that from somebody. He's he's not. Well, Kenny said it. He's a puppet. He's not a leader. He's a. He's filling the shoes of the presidency. He's a lifelong politician who will do and say anything yeah, to stay on the he third He has rail. no convictions. He has no ideology. He'll be no. whatever he has to be. Yeah. But this current, but the current ideology that he's being fed is the hell with the American people. Yeah. The hell with them. We're going this way, and if they don't like it, that's too bad. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. That's right. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be saving wow. that one. Are we the United States of in America? Yeah. Maybe he thinks in America is. Oh, America. maybe the, yeah, in America is one word. Yeah. <laughs> I see no hope on the horizon either. Nope. I, I just this is a bad, bad deal. You're begging dictators and corrupt regimes for oil, and you've made it difficult for people in this country who know what they're doing to create the gas we need. And he dips into the uh, gas reserves as though that makes a difference. It doesn't make any difference. Nope. And this whole Western society has has bought this BS. And uh, I'm afraid Europe's going to freeze to death this summer, this winter. Because they're just not going to have enough supply. They're not going to get enough Russian gas. Nope. Wow. Positive Friday. You want to deal with some more uh, problems discerning the truth? Let's hear it. Well, first, I'm going to tell you. I mentioned the ID4. Schmelz Countryside has them. Okay. They're, uh, I would be the first to say they're marvelously technological. It's, it's truly incredible. Uh, but they also have that great family of Volkswagen SUVs in stock, the Atlas, the Taos, the Tiguan. I'm talking about... Schmelz Countryside, the first mm-hmm. Volkswagen dealer in the region until I'm corrected, and I haven't been. They're on the corner of Highway 36 and 61 in Maplewood. Multi-generational dealership. This is it. They don't have 50 stores. It's Schmelz Countryside. I've purchased cars there for years. I will continue to. I can, I can make it through this veil of tears driving an internal combustion-powered automobile. I can make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you younger people, you might not make it. You might be plugging in. Uh, Schmelz Countryside will take care of all your needs. Great people, great service, great location. As I say, I've been dealing there for years, and I will continue to. Find out more at SchmelzVW.com. I have two words for you. Keller Tax Services. Wait, that's three, isn't it? Uh, Linda, by the way, is the one. Linda Keller for Keller Tax Services, Joe. So when you are in the market for a tax preparation service, please give my friends at Keller Tax Services a shout-out because she has been doing taxes for 20 years. She started in California. She moved to Minnesota in 2016. And Linda prepares all types of returns for all types of professions and businesses. And she sent me a note the other day. She's heard from a lot of GLers already, Joe. Isn't that fantastic? The power of the Garage Logic podcast. 
Linda has perfected the virtual tax appointment via video and phone, safe document exchange options encrypted and secure, and confidence of a professional with the convenience of staying right at home. Competitive pricing to do-it-yourself software, flat fee includes state income tax return, e-filing of all returns, and direct deposits of any refunds. So you can book your appointment today. Call her at 320-352-0013 or just go to her Facebook page. Search Keller Tax Service on Facebook. Her goal is to take the mystery and the anxiety out of the tax preparation process. Please let Linda know that you heard about her right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. For sure, for sure you want to quit burning boring candles. I know that you've heard me talk about spiral light candles for a long time here. In fact, if you were lucky enough to get out to the Minnesota State Fair, hit the grandstand, you saw them in action. Well, if you're unfamiliar with spiral light candles, let me explain to you what the charm is. They burn in a circular motion. That's the way they're manufactured. To do that, you can get a sneak peek of how they burn. And it is, I, you know, we tease it a lot, but it's it's really neat. It's different than a regular three wick or one wick candle. It's fun to look at, and it's a great talking point for maybe a hostess gift or the likes. Spiralightcandles.com, and it was started in the garage by a garage logician family. Yes, they got together and they said, this is a great idea. So they're very selective where they sell them. And they do sell them online, all sorts of colors, all sorts of different fragrances. And you can order yours and see it in action by going to spiralightcandles.com. Stop burning boring candles. Hostess gifts, Christmas gifts, Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Yom Kippur, whatever the case may be. It's just a really neat thing to look at. And it's a conversation piece. So do something different this year for all of your gift giving Give them a spiralite candle. Several different sizes, colors, and fragrances to choose from, including the mini donut one from the State Fair and the cylinder index candle, which smells like the garage. And you don't even have to give them the secret handshake. Go to spiralitecandles.com and order today. Let them know that you heard it from Rookie on the Garage Logic podcast. Luke Wilson, see Hey, Pat. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. There we go. Hello, there, there hello. Go. Hey, Pat, sad news. What's that, sir? We lost Miss Minnetonka. Oh, are you kidding me? No, I oh, just got an, e- I got an email this week. She died earlier oh. in September. Wow, I got a card from her, and she didn't, uh, oh, I did not get a birthday card. No, so you didn't this year. That probably explains it. That's too bad. Yeah, I didn't... Uh, I talked to her once in a while. I did not know she was in ill health, so yeah. that's too bad. Apparently, she died unexpectedly. Oh, so I, I don't know what that means. She was in good shape. She did ran and did stuff like that. Yeah, so that's too a bad. great fan of the sports talk years. Great fan of uh, of you and I. I yeah. don't think she was much cared about anybody else, but yeah. she was a big, <laughs> big fan of us. Yeah. So. Pat, I, 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 one more thing. I, I, I can't get this uh, out of my craw. I told you last week that I could swear that Fleck had three timeouts, a minute 50 left, minute 43, whatever it was, and never used them. And yeah. I, I have some corroboration here. We're going to play you some audio from the TV people that it was sent to me. Go ahead there, Reeves. Tom Reiser was the emailer that sent this yeah. to you. Yeah. I'm surprised DJ Fleck didn't. Burn his timeouts back there. I mean, there was, there was well over a minute and a half left on the clock. He had three timeouts. It was second down. 
Listen, I get it. it it's a two-possession game. The chances that you're still in it, it it's slim to none, especially with Purdue and field goal range. But you never know what might happen. You know, there, there's been quarterbacks that are exceeded where the ball ends up on the ground. You've seen shotgun snaps go over a quarterback head. Listen, play until there is zero seconds left on the clock. You have three timeouts. Burn those things and force Purdue to close out the football game. Yeah, you saw the end of the Purdue-Syracuse game. You know, things can get weird in college football. All right. I, I, well, I, I, I think I'm vindicated. I think you are vindicated, and I'm shocked. I was not watching by then, so I didn't know that. I just couldn't believe it because he's Mr. Timeout last year. He oh, yeah. called the one there two years ago to get the one against Iowa with eight seconds to go or something and started the feud. So yeah. uh, I don't know. What the hell is he doing? Why? I don't know, and I haven't seen I've a never, word about it. I've never seen that anywhere where if it's a 10-point game that you just let him run right. the out. Right, right. What the hell? Right. Are you afraid he's gonna? They're gonna score another touchdown, and the score won't look as good in the board or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I think know. that's. I think. Uh, you know. I think he should be fined by the athletic director. I, I think do the too. Athletic director should take fifty. <laughs> Two weeks after away. climbing aboard the bandwagon, now he's calling for his head. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't know. Even Joe was. Joe was all over this. How come the local media wasn't? I didn't know. Yeah. It. yeah. It's because Joe is a college football savant. Not really. Oh. <laughs> Say, well, Pat. They have, a bye, they have a bye week this week to think about their stupidity. Yeah. How'd the book signing go? That wasn't bad. A couple of boxes. What do they got? 47 a box. Man, okay. That ain't bad at all. We don't. Uh, the. The, 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 demograph, the demographic does not go young, however, I oh. will say that. So, I would say two-thirds of them uh, were Monday Night Sports Talk fans. All right. <laughs> up to me. Yeah. They, uh, they uh, all, uh, those, that's, still our, that's still my loyal audience yep. <laughs> all these years later. And, uh uh, but yeah, it was okay. It was okay. Speaking of uh, loyalty, are there any uh, gratis copy uh, copies available for members of the media and your close personal friends? There are several, yeah. But uh, at this point, you haven't made the cut. But we'll see how it's going. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, Kenny, I haven't even made the cut yet. <laughs> no, 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 not even made the cut. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm looking for guys who could do me some good. What's <laughs> in it for me, Patrick no, Roycey? I, I, I actually, I actually did buy a box, so. Uh, I got. I'll bring a few in. You had to buy your own. Should have had to buy it. You should have been given a box. I got them for you know the. the You got a deal. Yeah. I got. I got them for the price, and I wanted to have some. Hey, maybe our maybe our hopes will turn to the Minnesota Wild. Well, who easily handled your Blackhawk last night? Oh, they 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 don't think they they only lost one exhibition. That's right. So, uh, yeah, what the hell? But aren't the Blackhawks projected to be the worst team in hockey this year? I don't year? know. Yeah. Apparently, this uh, this kid they drafted, though, everybody, even though they're sending it back to juniors, Lombos or something, they think he's going to be the next phenom. So he's getting uh, he's getting big pup. They got they got young talents, apparently. Yes, they so, do. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll see here if they can keep them healthy. If they can, uh, I don't trust the 92-year-old goalie, though. I think they need to <laughs> <Stop> battle. <laughs> <laughs> They're not even playing him much, are they? Uh, 
well, not to this point. No, no. I got to rest up the poor old SOB. Yeah. God Almighty, he's, uh, you know, he's had a lot of puck shot at him in his life. So We haven't uh, uh, commented on Louis Arise getting the batting title. Well, good for him. I'm yep. glad he, he and he played. Yes. And, uh, he DH'd on Tuesday and Wednesday. Thank and God. He left, he, he left Wednesday after two walks and a double with Judge not playing. The thing had been decided, so there was nothing for the Yankee fans to whine about or those of us who were uh, wondering what they were up to. But, yeah, he, I got a hunch that he might have told Doc Rock that uh, he wanted to play because he, he didn't, you know, I think – I think some of those, I think he plays, keeps very uh, close attention, pays some close attention to what's being said about him and stuff like that. And he probably said, okay, I want to, I want to win this thing. And uh, judge gave up, didn't try, they didn't, apparently these, even with five days off before they play their playoffs, he didn't play on Wednesday. Yeah. Well, I'm glad for a rise that he at least played. That, uh, that was a ray of hope. Yeah, I talked to uh, I talked to uh, Maurer and Rodney and uh, Tony and wrote about it, and uh, they were all very happy for him. They all like him. Joe doesn't know him real well, but uh, he said they've had some discussions on it. But here's the amazing stat, which I had in there. 62 seasons, the Twins have 16 batting titles. They have 24.2% of the batting titles wow. they enter, entered the American League. Wow. Seven for Rodney, three right. for Tony, uh, three for Joe, uh, one for uh, Kirby, and now one for uh, one for uh, Louis Arise. Wow. Uh, they can win some batting titles, so that's good. Can't win much he else, win but we got batting titles covered. <laughs> he might win another one or two. You know, everybody, they're, they're really getting pummeled for being stale and boring and all this stuff like this is – this is some long, desperate dive that they've been into. Uh, and, you know, in 2019, they hit more home runs than any team in history and won 101. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, they won the uh, the, the mini season. And, uh, you know, the 0 and 18 in the playoffs doesn't look good. But no. it's not, this does not compare to the late 90s no. when they had. Eight straight losing seasons, nor does it compare with what you and I uh, uh, covered in the mid-70s, which was fun because mm-hmm. we had Bach and Rodney and stuff, but wasn't terribly successful. No. Uh, you know, and people are saying that the Polad doesn't spend enough money. Well, you got this cheap-ass Ziggy making $250 million a year, and he won't even pay for his own fence around the door. He wants a dog. And we got to pay for his damn fence when he's charging everybody three times as much for tickets as he did before we provided him with that free stadium. Pay for your own fence, Ziggy, you cheapo. You know what, though, Pat? I think it, not that I disagree with you because I completely agree with you, but I think it has more to do with just the current state of the fan of the game of baseball as it does more than it does the fan of the Minnesota Twins. Do you know what I'm saying? I just think oh, yeah. there's not as many fans and there's not as many country folk, uh, you know, that uh, in August, you could always for 50 years, you could see the difference in attendance because the rural folks came in and, you know, they got, they, they didn't have anything to do with the farm for a month. So they plan their vacation and they come down. Well, there's about 12 farmers now and the 
the lazy SOBs are only having two kids instead of 14. That makes a little bit of a difference. Too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and then the twins, I think, made a big mistake uh, to some degree, and it was the COVID cause maybe, but the fact that they stopped doing that run around the, you know, the area and the caravan. You know, and yeah, they didn't have it last year. I guess they're bringing it back. They got a lot of heat about it, but you got to go out and shake some hands and get the kids and, uh, uh, you know, but in baseball in general, I think, uh, attendance is down damn near every place. So it's, uh, you know, they're, you throw in the pandemic and the general lack of interest in a slow moving game among the youth of America. And they, they have some problems. That's for sure. And the fact you can't watch them on TV has a little bit to do with it. Too. Do you like uh, the Vikings over the bears? Yes. <laughs> yes. The bears quarterback, uh, Justin Fields uh, does not impress me. They drafted him. They gave up a bunch of draft choices. They drafted him high. He's an athlete in the Patrick Mahomes sense but he's uh he doesn't throw the ball accurately and he doesn't see receivers very well which are two problems in the nfl i think so i think so. <laughs> i don't uh, i i got i got in trouble on uh, twitter but i said that if he was still at ohio state he wouldn't be starting justin mm-hmm. fields the other the stroud did it is better than him so that's that's playing there now hey what was carl anthony towns illness he hasn't told us. He's keeping that private because he knows by keeping it private, he can get more attention. Mm. He loves attention, that fella. He's, uh, he's a drama queen of the first magnitude. But that said, I hope it wasn't anything serious. Right, uh, right. He's, uh, but he is a man alive. He can make a Well, he says it wasn't COVID. No, it wasn't. And he did. You know, he had the terrible situation with his mother and uh, several yeah. other family members right. but uh you know he did uh what he did he have a uh, minor car accident in which he almost lost his life did he say i don't know that, that. Can, i don't know everything that. you know every everything with him is uh is a little overemphasized to yeah. say the least but now he's got Rudy Gobert to do all the dirty work. So, how did our Wolves do last night, there, gents? That was a late start out in L.A. They won by fifteen. They did, huh? Yep. Well, well maybe our winter sports will carry us through. The Wolves are going to be LeBron good this year. And the boys weren't playing though, probably. Huh? I don't think so. Say, Pat, what are, you, what are you covering this weekend? I'm going to try to get to the Gopher hockey game tonight against uh, my Mavs, the hated Reaver, Mavericks. Are you going, Reeves? No, going we have uh, we have other commitments. I did want to take the boys, but we had other things going on this weekend. Oh, is it here? Well, you're going back to the you're going back to the fair, the <laughs> Renaissance Festival. You, you no, know? oh, I love that. Kenny, this guy went to the Renaissance Festival. He uh, saw uh, puking snot. He got their autograph. You went without it wasn't at gunpoint, Reavers? Well the uh I was encouraged by the wife to to go with her and the boys and my mother. Hey puke or snot, one of them died. Really? They're on a second puke or snot. Oh, they replaced it up the snot? I, I think so. Oh. Yeah, I got an email to that end. Back when we were the sponsor of that, um oh, we I, know all about that, Kenny. Yeah, I heard I heard the episode, by the way. Um they had a media day the weekend before it started, and yeah, I went down funny. there with some some people, and it was my first and last experience. I I didn't get it. It was just a bunch of idiots <laughs> in costumes insulting you. 
And they weren't very good insults. It's like, I, I work with professionals that really can make you hurt. <laughs> they can right. make you cry. Yeah. And, and you yeah. jerks, you ain't doing it. You know, the insult dog or whatever they have. Triumph. I was thinking. Tri- no, the guy they have that insults you and you throw oh. water balloons or tomatoes at him or something. Yeah. yeah. You know who would have been great for that, Kenny? Yeah. Yancey, your old oh, partner. Yancey yeah. could have been a you know, fantastic. That re- you know who should have been there at the gate? Sid. Yeah. Nobody could insult <laughs> strangers better than Sid. So mm. some, guy sent, some guy was in Norway, and he sent me a photo of a, of a wood carving statue. He says it looks exactly like Sid. Okay, and then he doesn't, he can't figure out why I don't put it on Twitter. Because it's the most ethnically insensitive thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) (laughs) This is 2022, pal. Yeah. You know, God, oh You guys, when I was living in South Minneapolis, I lived across the street from a park, and a couple of my neighbors evidently worked at the Renaissance Festival, and they were down there in the park practicing sword fighting. Mm. <laughs> and I, I'm sitting there watching them when all of a sudden about 15 Minneapolis police cars descend on them from all directions. Some busybody thought that they were really having a sword fight in the middle of a park. Man, we got a lot of them out there, man. We got a lot of them paying attention to the neighbors. Hey, before you go, I, I, your story about a box of books, I wanted to recount an old story from the Maplewood days when we were working up there. And I was snooping around in this secret room behind the uh, transmitter looking for something to steal. And uh, I, I came across, piled under a bunch of other stuff, a box of, and there had to be 20, 30 copies of, The Best and Zest of Klobuchar. Oh, really? <laughs> Just sitting there. Really? brought them in and forgot to give them away, huh? I brought them to a, a used bookstore, and I, I think I got like 50 cents for them. <laughs> Well, there might be a few of these floating around, but the thing about them, they won't be very heavy because they're like trade paperbacks, about 200. It's about like Joe's bet book. It's not real thick, you know. I'll talk to you Monday, lad. Yeah, boys. All right. All right. I've been obsessing, uh, Suchi boy. I've been obsessing ever since our conversation yesterday about uh, On Any Sunday and Scramblers. And uh, Moon, they really have a great selection of scramblers. I brands, love scramblers. Yeah, brands that inspire. Uh, Moon has the largest Euro motorcycle uh, stock of motorcycles in the region and all the exciting models. So uh, if you you got to get up to Moon if you want to see them or hop on the website, moonmotorsports.com. Now you're asking, what's a scrambler? Well, it's a vintage-style motorcycle with modern-day technology built for off- and on-street use. Uh, Moon's got a couple of really good ones here, the Ducati Scrambler 1100 and the Triumph Scrambler 1200. In stock right now, good pricing. And, uh, well, it's end of the season, great pricing. Speaking of the end of the season, if you want to store that bike for the winter, get to Moon Motorsports. They've been providing winter prep and storage for years. Call ahead, schedule your uh, maintenance and storage right now. Moon Motorsports, a lot of brands up there, KTM, Husqvarna, Can-Am, Polaris, BMW, Ducati, Triumph, Yamaha, Skidoo, Honda, all of them. They're right there in Monticello, south of 94, west of 25, and on the web, moonmotorsports.com.
United States of in America. Me too. Finally, thank God today is Friday. T G T I Friday. It's the scramble. Such. Did you make your call yet? To our guys. Uh-huh. Rise and shine garage oh, doors. Guy, yeah. You have not made your call yet to Josh and Alex. They are the owners of Rise and Shine Garage Doors. By the way, I keep saying the wrong website and I apologize. It's just callriseandshine.com. Say it with me. Callriseandshine.com. That's their website. And they are GLers, by the way, the, uh, the the team there at Rise and Shine Garage Doors. Give them a call. They do all sorts of repair work for any and all types of garage doors. They always give you options, too. They don't do high-pressure sales. They let the customer choose from the different solutions that are best for them. Local and family-owned automatic 5% discount for seniors and military members on all services, and their employees are all certified. They currently have three IDEA certified master techs on their staff, and they will continue to add more. LiftMaster and Amar certified dealers for the Twin Cities area, and they've begun their expansion. So maybe if you don't live in the metro area, Rochester, St. Cloud, Mankato, Northfield, Isanti, Cambridge, they also cover portions of western Wisconsin. So once again, callriseandshine.com is their website. Uh, get in touch with them. Please, 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 would you let them know that you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Well, on the front page of today's Star Tribune, you've got a story that says, the headline is, the weather is wetter and we're not ready for it. <laughs> because, of course, climate change. Right. Uh, and they bring up what we talked about earlier this summer, the uh, torrential rain that fell in the holler in eastern Kentucky. Mm-hmm. That was, and it was called historic. There was nothing historic about it. Uh, we we did the sense winds and found that that had been, it's very common down there in the holler. You're going to get some rain. But in, in any event, we're, we're supposed to believe that uh, the weather is wetter and we're not ready for it. Okay. Th- then you turn to page two of the same newspaper, the propaganda page. And at the bottom of the propaganda page, you got the headline, this climate, the, the climate change made summer hotter and drier. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. How can it do both? Well, <laughs> climate change is responsible for every single weather Boy, event. that's a pretty good we- bit because you're never wrong. Right, whether it's a perfect day or a rotten day, it's all due to climate change. Because it's never rained before. Right. And there's never been a drought before. No, uh-uh. There's that's never been happened. a hurricane before. mm so uh, I don't even want to dwell on it. You no. uh, knuckleheads that buy this stuff, you're just not critically thinking. There's so many times I want to jump in on Twitter and just type in to, as a response to this nonsense. Uh, you heard of the Dust Bowl? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but evidently they haven't. I, I don't get involved. On Plus, aren't we being warned now? I don't think we'll be around for it. It's 
it's millions of years away, but aren't we uh, being told that the Pacific is going to uh, so, so I read that get piece. swallowed up and become two continents or <laughs> mm, something? Wow. I read that piece you were talking about. I, and as going to the jump, the jump was 3A. I, I saw the thing on 2A, very confused. Ripped it all out. Yeah, maybe Joe will talk about this. And then I was bored, so I went over to the drudge, as I do when I'm bored, and I was shocked to discover that the Pacific Ocean uh, is reducing by a few centimeters per year. Actually, one inch per year, the Pacific Ocean is drying up, and it will close up in less than... 300 million years this left oh. me confused because this was this was day one for me no, no, hearing this yep. i'd never heard this before yeah. uh so then just for the fun of it i uh, went to the google and i entered in i entered in uh something about pacific ocean rising um and global warming and as it turns out the pacific ocean is actually flooding because so much water and ice caps and blah 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 and global warming so again who are we to believe right Um, where do we go i'm glad you mentioned that because robert sent us a video that's very very cool it's from an account i actually follow you can make fun of if you want it's called world of science Mm -hmm. and it show it's a two minute long video showing you the depth of all of the different seas across the entire world. Oh, cool. And in relation to, you know, Eiffel Tower would be this. It's really cool. I'm going to post it as a link on here's the GarageLogic the, uh, website. Here's the line, Joe. Sea level in the Western Pacific Ocean has been increasing at two to three times the global average, resulting in almost a 0.3 meters of net rise since 1990. Yeah, I'm pretty worried about it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I don't told, know. Uh, which one should we worry about, drying up or, or flooding? No one told uh, Brady and uh, Munchen about the rising ocean. Why is They're that? building, uh, well, they were until they have had to get their separate divorce lawyers. Yeah. They were building their forever home. Oh, isn't that nice? Uh, in an uh, uh, exclusive uh, neighborhood in Miami. That thing can't be two feet from the ocean. I don't know who they bribed. I don't know which county commissioner they had to pay off with an envelope under the table. But that thing is two feet from the ocean. <laughs> And now construction is halted because of the divorce. Well, yeah, they got the D-I-V-O-R. They got the domestic problem. Yeah. Why would they stop the production? It's not like either one of them can't afford the damn. Well, thing. I don't know what they're going to do, but there's a beautiful mansion going up right there on the shores of the old Atlantic, and uh, what we're seeing is that uh, they've paused. They've paused the construction ah. because. Uh, Apparently, they they can't get along. Well, they're going through a difficult time, Joe. Yeah. Well, they both have options. Yeah, they'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. They'll they'll both be just fine. Only because they come to us all the way from Umarleth Park and Humaranga, South Africa, from the traveling linemen's at Worldwide Waftage. Wait a minute. Don't you remember the uh, audio we played? of a guy who has worked his entire life in the shipping industry, and uh, he has noticed that there hasn't been a dime's worth of difference in the ocean in the oh, last 70 years. yes. Because he was in charge of, a, uh, he's, a, he's a ferry boat expert, and they have to have their landing decks put down at just a certain point, and mm-hmm. he said it's not ever changed. Remember that? It's the same, yeah, yeah same height as it always. In fact, I have it here. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. 
On this day in 1794, October 7th, construction began on Ash House, a Hudson's Bay Company trading post at the mouth of the Rainy River. It had oiled parchment windows and a clay and stone chimney. On this day in 1910, forest fires destroyed Baudette and Spooner. Uh, over 900 fires had burned in 29 counties. That's 1910. I bet they had a dry summer. Was that climate change in well, 1910? Of course it was. And on this day in 1935, Amelia Earhart spoke to the Women's City Club in St. Paul. Wow. That club was formed in 1921 to uh, to talk about intellectual pursuits. They also had Gertrude Stein and T.S. Eliot. And that's when St. Paul actually had a downtown. Oh, way back then. You have to go back to 1921 and uh, Amelia Earhart. When, when was her flight? Obviously, it was after that. That a boy, Joe. Yep. Yeah, her flight was, was after that. October Most, 8th. This is October 7th. I don't know. Yeah. Thank you, GLers. I have a quick question. When you hear the president um, say this. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Yeah. I'm picturing the, the speechwriter in the back of the room going, you know, the, the forehead slap. Or maybe they, they're just at the point where they're not even embarrassed anymore. Yeah. Okay. Here's another Tesla owner. Ray uh, said, on a personal note, the CP is the world's worst driver, so I bought her a Tesla for the self-drive feature, not to prevent man-made climate change. I also own a one-ton dually, long-time listener, and very glad to find your podcast post-radio. Fantastic. All right. Thank you. Mm. Thank you very much. Yeah. Jailers, if you could uh, join the people that have already decided to sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council for $10 a month or $100 a year. This is separate from the actual podcast. It's in addition to access to 24-7 members, only live audio stream full of recordings, best of segments, and replays. You're also going to get full show video archived, including before and after the show and in between segments, a weekly newsletter from the mayor, a town council card, window cling, a certificate from the mayor, and invites to exclusive members-only events. Find out more and sign up at garagelogic.com. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Have a great weekend.